Hey everybody, and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. Uh, what can I say about this show? Well, I can say that uh, it is, I think, show number 254. Anybody? Yeah, roughly. Two. Two, two, five, two. two okay, uh, I can say that uh, we've all brought booze. That's pretty. Oh, maybe John. No, no John, John. I don't have booze. Uh, I've got the, squash. Sports booze, I think, is what you're referring to there. Yeah. <laughs> Vodka and Lucasade is what that looks like to me. <laughs> a suspicious colour. It is a suspicious colour. It's definitely, definitely a Vodka and Lucasade. Uh, Del Boy would be proud. Uh, so, yeah, welcome welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to the show. Well, I mean, who have we got? Well, we've got almost everybody. Sadly, no Rachel this evening. But other than that, the, uh, the, the rest of us four are here. So, Graham, how are you? I'm doing, I think it's safe to say, better than anybody else on this call. Because I've had, today it's been pissing down with rain, which you might think is a bad thing as a gardener. But fortunately, it's been raining so much, I just didn't bother going to work. So I've had a very nice day off. Um, And it was hilarious to me when I said to everybody, hey guys, we all ready for tonight? And every one of you went, if I'm awake, I'll be there. (laughs) So we have three other people on the call who are barely awake. Um, But bless you all for for making it, for struggling at least this far. I don't know whether we'll have all all three of you by the time we get to the end of the show. (laughs) John's already threatened he might pass out. but, But no, other than that, I'm fine. I'm great. Well, let's throw it to John then, because if John's about to pass out or disappear or, or expire in some way, uh, we better get the value out of him while he's here, haven't we? How you doing, John? I'm all good. There's no value here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to hear it. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not bad. I'm exhausted. Uh, this is quite a common theme for me, isn't it? This is the moment. <laughs> it's been, yeah. Yeah. It's been a pretty tiring few weeks, family life, health-wise. As you may notice, my voice is particularly deep tonight <laughs> and a little bit croaky. Um, so, yeah, I may yeah, disappear. If you, do, if you do lose your connection or your voice, we'll swap you out for Isaac Hayes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Earlier in the week, I sounded like Barry White after eating a bag of sand. It was, it was, quite, <laughs> it was quite an extreme sound. Um, and, yeah, just busy with um exhibition starting mm-hmm. next week so just the final bits to do with that now just in the, the run up to it and the, and the mad panic mm. which has, has kicked in from that but other than that you know life's good isn't it it's cooled down in the shed like the That's... good thing about the rain is now i'm not sweating every time i walk in the shed <laughs> is it, it looks like you, 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 your shed is a fairly solid shed you know, there's no leaks coming through the ceiling or anything because there has been a, a stupendous amount of rain here today i can't imagine what it's like in my shed but my shed's not quite as smart as yours no it's i don't have any leaks it's fully insulated which is great but it does mean when it gets hot it stays hot yeah um, so i've started well that when it was hot this week i was fortunately unfortunately i don't know where to describe it i was waking up at 4 a.m in the morning Coming down to the shed, opening the door and the window, turning the extractor on to get all the air circulating to try and cool it down. And then at about midday, the sun hits it. So I'd shut everything off and hope that it would try and keep it a bit bit cooler throughout the day. But it kind of works. It's better than just keeping it all trapped in here. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I have with my mm. shirt. I, I've got one of those Min Max um, thermometers in mine, and it's when you go in in the evening, and it's like, oh, yeah, it got up to 29 degrees in here, and now it's 27. <laughs> and it's like, oh, God. Oh, it's great for your chems. 
Oh, it's brilliant! <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, it's great for everything. So, and I mean, and it's difficult to develop anything with the door wide open. So, mind. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Definitely, mm. isn't it? Developing is definitely an indoor sport. So, uh, oh well, oh well. Good to have you with us, John. And last but definitely not least, Claire, how are you doing? I'm really well, thank you, Aid, and as always, lovely to be here. <laughs> um, I've been, yeah, really busy as well. Um, Coming to the sort of final um, bits of the um, exhibition that I'm curating for the Experimental Photography Festival in Barcelona with um, an architect for Nor from Norway, excuse me, who's doing the sound, like a sound installation. So I'm um, just the finishing touches really, um, I've got to get, because I'm doing kind of a little installation as well. So I've got to get some, some bits, um, over to Barcelona in advance and I'm just at the stage as well all I've all the prints have been selected and they're they I've you know <clears throat> selected the size to print them and the paper and everything um working on the layout and I'm because there's going to be some short films as well um with the with the with the show so I'm sort of so this is this is other, other people's work that you're sending off to be yeah so so, so I've, I've curated from um the, the work that was submitted um mm -hmm. and i've selected um i think it's the is it 32 32 images for the show um i've decided to print them to get them so they'll be about 50 50 50 57 um it's a 32 is a 42 i can't um 32 i think yeah but the films um, aren't. Um, I, I'm I'm doing some David Lynch snippets and some Kenneth Anger snippets and some Maya Darren snippets. So I'm just kind of in that process of of really kind of um, so, um, yes. No, I'm going to get rid of that one so they keep with the atmosphere of the show. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm uh, where I'm up to. And then also, it's you know time is whittling away. So it's coming again. We're halfway through the month, so it's going to be the the twelve twelve project post day before long. Um, so I'm thinking again. The theme for this month is innocence and arrogance entwined. So if you've got mm. some ideas for me, I've <laughs> been so that's been going through my head actually since yesterday and today. I keep thinking innocence and arrogance entwined so that's what i'm thinking of okay I, I could probably comment on the arrogance <laughs> i don't know if i could do innocence these days but i could definitely add something to the arrogance, the arrogance. if you need any spare arrogance i've got plenty you want you want a picture of a baby flipping the bird that's what you want <laughs> mm. Mm. it's funny it's funny you should say that because i went for a walk um locally <laughs> and the baby and actually, the been, no not quite but on the on that theme and it's actually been really lovely weather here um yesterday and today and um there was a, a little family on the on the beach near where i am and there was a little girl she must have been about two she was like running in and out the sea and it was really funny because <laughs> her mum was like i've got your towel whatever her name was are you coming out she's like no <laughs> like really <laughs> and it was brilliant and i thought oh that would have been a good um <laughs> a good example you know but 
yeah, we digress. Sorry. <laughs> no, we're just doing the intros. That's all cool. It's all good to good to hear. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. We actually, do you know what? It's right on brief, isn't it? Because this week's show is a sort of round robin chat catch up kind of a thing with, uh, you know, it's uh, the the theme. The, th- the theme is. I, I'm a bit worried about this, actually. No, I'm not worried about it. I'm pleased to be able to have this conversation. But, you know, I, I'm mindful. Before we start into all of this, I want to say that we are all very mindful that everybody's situation is different and specific. Mm. But we're try- we'd like to have a, a positive conversation for mm. this episode of the Sunny 16 podcast. We'd like to talk uh, about getting back out there because some of us are doing exactly that right now. And... Uh, you know, although everybody's situation is different, wherever you are in the world, your personal situation, it's it's also tricky. And, you know, this is definitely not supposed to be a, a generic thing. Um, but some of us have been fortunate enough to get back out there. And I was thinking, well, maybe we could have a chat about what that feels like and, you know, what's a bit different maybe and what we're mindful of and just how scared are you when you have to put that camera in the pile of cameras for that group photo shot you have to do on every photo walk ever (laughs) (laughs) i don't know so i'm gonna ask graham actually because graham and Mm. i right we met up in person irl as they say uh on sunday where was that was sunday yeah it was sunday Mm. wasn't it um an absolutely glorious day in the center of oxford uh at a a photo walk uh that was organized by a friend of the show paul mckay and uh you know that's my first photo walk since before the first lockdown and uh, i was so so pleased to be able to do it the word that stuck in my head as i was driving home on sunday evening was was restorative it was like i felt really just really really good and restored and that the life and that life was going okay right for for because if we can do a photo walk then then that's a good thing, right? Mm. Um, and, and we were all safe. Yeah, it was all very well organised. It was all safe and and stuff like that. So yeah, it was. It, we stayed outside all the time, and we observed social distancing and stuff like that. But but Graham, tell us what was what was your what was your expectation and what was your experience? Oh, that's a good question. Um, expectations always difficult for me because it insinuates that i think about anything much beforehand <laughs> um <laughs> but uh, yeah good point <laughs> it, 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 it certainly was it was one of those things that once you get there you realize that this is this is different this is a different thing from what i've been used to you you um i mean i was late obviously <laughs> because i live closer than almost anybody <laughs> so not else. that different then. <laughs> so, so not that different local site, yeah. um but yeah, just from getting there and meeting up with people and that kind of a group interaction in the first place was it was great, it was fantastic, but it it is also awkward at the moment because um trying to figure out what the right amount of relaxed to be about things is um and then settle into that um it was a, it, it was a great day i mean that's huge thanks to Paul for organizing it in the first place uh as far as photography goes, personally, um, it was every bit as I expected and I barely took any pictures at all um, <laughs> because there were so many fantastic people there to talk to. Um, I think because of the group limitation at the moment, I mean, Paul organised this through um, 
photowalk.me and I think he announced it on Twitter and Instagram I guess I don't know I think I saw it on Twitter after it had been up for a little while and was lucky luckily jumped on there um, before the spaces ran out but um, there was a, just a great collection of people there and Neil Piper and Toby van der Velde so um, we got to meet lots of <laughs> <laughs> lots of um, for, for people we've met before people we haven't met before um, it was really lovely and I spent most of the day just talking to people which that was just the nicest thing just catching up with people who we haven't seen for a year mm. um, but yeah the photography side of things I think it has changed. I think being around other people and shooting fundamentally has changed at the moment. I, I'm I'm sure it'll get back to normal, but I think the atmosphere still feels slightly odd. Although there were people out there and people out enjoying stuff, it's still, you know, there's still masks everywhere. It's still, although it was busy for Oxford on a Sunday on a really hot weekend in the summer it was not busy um and yeah, there's a lot, lot lots of locals out but there were very very few tourists that i yeah. could spot yeah and I mean, oxford's usually a great place for people photography because there's just so many people out there doing stuff and not really caring and it's a very relaxed place and i don't it didn't feel like that yet i think it's getting there um but yeah i think I was certainly more self-conscious about being around other people and taking pictures of other people than I have been in the past in Oxford. I think it's going to take a while for that to get settled back in. But um, yeah, I think yeah, because there's two two elements to it, isn't there? Because one is you know, uh, I felt a bit rusty, quite mm. frankly, at the whole sort of street photography thing. I was like, yeah, I was I was there mostly to see people. I think I took about. 16 or 17 photos all day right we were out for what six hours we were out for and i yeah so so my 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 shot rate was was very low uh but you know thoroughly enjoyed it fantastic to see people who hadn't seen for so long and to meet new people as well mm. um you know and to to be able to chat and you know and, and share stories and and things like that it's great but i definitely felt a bit rusty for a, for a photo walk you know de definitely sort of i know i've not been out on the streets for a while here mm. with the camera in my hand and and uh do you know what in the last 15 months i know you said you said i think you you good shout oxford felt busy but not busy as it should be um but i haven't really been around that many people no, no. <laughs> you know, in a very very long time you know for so i mean i used to walk across london bridge every morning in the commuter time which yeah you know, and that Lo uh -huh. london bridge is the one they use in all the films and the tv mm. shows to just demonstrate how busy london can get and and you know and i used to walk across there every day i haven't done anything anywhere near even what we saw in mm. oxford for such a long time so that it didn't freak me out it was a bit i had this sort of weird thing that part of it was was freaky right because i would yeah it was like Whoa, a lot of people we've been told we have to stay away from people right and now here's all these people around and then part of me was like it just felt so familiar and it didn't feel like it had been two years since my last photo walk around oxford you know it, it's it's a strange one yeah it's i think it says a lot about um how in this kind of weird in-betweeny area they are i mean Paul and um, uh, Niaspera as well helped him plan out a route uh, and I'm sure Naz had involvement as well but um, 
around Oxford. They, they planned the route which kept things in nice big open spaces for the most part so we could stay spread out and people could and the group could separate and come back together and it was very well thought out and we stopped for lunch in this sort of parkland bit i can't remember which of the Oxford it's Garden. Christchurch Fields. There yeah. you go. Thanks. I, I I love the fact that you know these better than I do. Um, but we basically we, I can, we went. I read the signs. Maybe maybe it's the reading thing. That's that the would do it. Yeah, yeah that would do it. Christchurch <laughs> Meadows. Yeah. Um, but we stopped and had a picnic, and we're all sort of sat spread out there um, in our group of thirty people, and uh, a police officer came cycling by, and someone went, "Oh, I thought he was going to come and yell at us then for being in a group." And we were in a group of 30 and we were outside. Sat it was sensibly. fewer than 30, actually, because it was deliberately, Paul deliberately set the peak at 29. Yeah. Because he didn't want to get close to the, and I don't think it was fully subscribed in the end. I think there was a couple of places left. Yeah. But it, yeah. But, but still. I cancelled the day before. Yeah, so, John was a real uh, jerk. Yeah. Just and some no-shows. Yeah, some no-shows. Yeah. Um, but you do go, oh, are we going to get in trouble here? First sitting, having a picnic in a field. It's it's uh, an odd feeling it's a very odd feeling mm. um but uh, it was great actually one of the useful things that you forget about with this uh, i so um alex purcell came up from wales because he's the he's not there he came from mm. wales claire what's your excuse um <laughs> admittedly he's, he's a little closer, bit closer though, isn't he? he's swansea a little bit closer an hour yeah. <laughs> closer um we were he brought too many cameras and the night before I was telling him what he should take and what he shouldn't take, and he wasn't listening. And so the next one, he said, look, we, we planned it out. And he said, look, I know you said I shouldn't take this Yoshika, his big TLR Yoshika, but I really want to. So do you want to take this folding camera that I was going to take? Went, okay, sure, because I, I wanted to use it. It's quite. It's a, an Ensign Selfix 820, which is a nice uh, 6x9 camera, quite a good quality lens on it. And... Um, and Alex took his Yoshika TLR uh, against my advice. <laughs> Alex then walked into a lamppost with his TLR and broke it after two shots. So oh, no. I got to spend the rest oh, of the day no. saying I told you so. Um, but but the benefit is way more important than taking photographs. Exactly, exactly. That was my best thing. <laughs> was he take. was he looking through the TLR when he walked I into the lamppost? What no, I don't doing. think so. What he managed he was, to. Uh, the, the the there's a little tiny metal um, wheel which which changes the aperture on the taking lens, um, and mm -hmm. he dinked it in some way. He sort of dinked the the metal wheel so that it wasn't round anymore and it wouldn't turn. So he had, I think he said he, he said I'm all right. I've got I've got f16 and f22. I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, <that's all> right. <laughs> it's something, isn't it? <laughs> He's managed to fix it, but um, but I got to shoot with his ensign ensign selfix. And uh, this is a camera that I've had my eye on for a while. Um, and they've got, as everything has, they've got more expensive. Because this was like the top of the range of that particular line of folding cameras. Mm. And I think you see them now for £80 plus. Um, and I got to shoot with it. And after six shots, I was like, yeah, I don't want one of these cameras anymore. <laughs> it's just, so it's good. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to get a chance to meet up with people and try out different cameras. Because you go, oh, actually, this thing that I thought I would really like... I don't like at all because it feels it feels awkward for me to hold and the shut button's on the wrong side for me to hold it comfortably and it's got this um, mechanism to stop you from um, double exposing but because of the way that you kind of do it 
you kind of wind on, wind on, wind on, think, oh, now I'll take a picture. Oh, hang on, I haven't cocked it yet. Oh, now I've tripped the double, and it's just the whole thing. So, so that was good. <laughs> that's, that's my <laughs> anecdote about how great it was to try Alex's camera after he smashed his other one and decided that the one he hadn't smashed was a bit crap, really. So thanks, Al. <laughs> uh, classic anecdote. Um, mm. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great to be able to go out and see people. And I think overall, as I said, like incredibly positive experience for me. Like I really felt like really felt that something had turned for the better in the world. But, yeah, when I was on my way home and I had a, a buzz about me, even when I even when I got home. And so instead of being knackered after my day out in the sunshine and an hour and a half drive home. I was still buzzing when I got home yeah. and I was like, yeah, it's been, this has been great. So, yeah. And it was, as you say, very well organized. Uh, and we all made sure that, yeah, we were obeying all of the relevant safety rules. So that was, good. I had, um... and, and everybody was really good about that. There, there was nobody running around trying to you know, be on or, or just nobody just being disrespectfully unsafe or anything like yeah. that. Everybody was good as gold, which was really nice. A couple of weeks ago, I had a similar feeling when I went out for... Um, so it was the City of Culture launch, the official launch mm. event, right? But they weren't allowed to advertise any of the events were taking place because they weren't allowed to encourage crowds taking, like, gathering. But it was still happening because they were streaming a lot of it live on YouTube and stuff. So I kind of took a punt and just went out to take some photographs no expectations the weather was nice i thought i'll, I'll see if like i i knew somebody who was taking part in a little bit of it so i knew where something was happening at one point so i went along to that to, to photograph her and then i went into town and i bumped into some people that i haven't seen in over a year and i got that buzz that excitement and we spent the rest of the day hanging out running around from location to location, trying to find stuff that was going on, hardly took any photos. And uh, it, like, there were some great things to experience Um quite large crowds, but like you were saying in Oxford, it's like, it was the launch of city of culture. You'd expect the place to have been shoulder to shoulder packed. So that was a bit weird. But afterwards I got home and like, I described it as feeling like a teenager again. I was just absolutely wired from the experience and it was like it was just a wonderful step towards what hopefully is going to be happening later in the year or like what's to come yeah yeah and that's it it, it it is good and so and that's you know as you say that's just the start so you've got stuff mm. coming up haven't you in the next couple of weeks you know you've got an exhibition and stuff mm. like that so so yeah what's what's the, your expectation <laughs> for the, those kinds of things the the excitement from that has kind of been the rug has been pulled out from under us because because we were due to come out of lockdown it was like oh, everything's fine you know the venue will be open people will be able to walk in it's slap bang in the city center you know we can just promote the venue and people will be able to turn up but mm. because the restrictions haven't been lifted we've now had to implement a booking system which i've literally just received a text about that we are now live on the city of culture website to be able to Ooh. book Woo! there it is we're on <laughs> um so yeah <laughs> you can now book a slot to come to the exhibition technically you can come along anytime because it's a church it's exempt from actual kind of booking restrictions but we still have to have a booking system in mm. place to exist on the city of culture booking website um so yeah that's it's a bit kind of disappointing that 
and I spoke to another artist today who's got an exhibition in Coventry at the moment and she's in two like that's supposed to be running for two weeks and she's in two minds about ending it early um she's heard a lot of people are pulling exhibitions again because lockdown's continuing yeah. and it just it, it affects your attendance figures so much um it has a real impact on what you're exhibiting so it's kind of it's it's a bit deflating now um but we'll see who knows what will happen in the next four weeks you know <laughs> Yeah, well, as, I suppose it's important to say is that as we're recording this, we're we're three days ahead of where everything was supposed to open up in England, yeah. at least, uh, and we're now facing another four weeks uh, of staying as we are. We're not we're not locked down, uh, but yeah, we we have to stay as we are and stay being cautious uh, uh, for another mm -hmm. four weeks. So, um, did the, the the city of culture thing? though, presumably, is an all year thing, is it, John? So, the, yeah. yeah, it lasts twelve months. Um, I think a lot of things had been planned to be in-person events. Um, in, the, in the summer when the weather's nice. <laughs> yeah. And they've obviously kept a lot of things running in parallel regards and being online, um, which is great. And there are benefits to it. You know, it makes it very accessible, you know, on, on one side for, for a lot of people. But then the flip side is, is actual attending and getting groups of people together has its own unique experiences um so that's it's a little particularly for certain industries and environments like the theater industry for example is it's just impossible you know it's yeah. not the same streaming a theater performance compared to sitting in a theater and experiencing that live so yeah there's there's a lot of that that's it must be very dis disappointing and very challenging for them as businesses as well as the artists uh, involved yeah in. it's, a, it's a good point i mean yeah we, we yeah, uh, i'm certainly you know thinking of this from a photography point of view but of course yeah, something like city of culture is it's all sorts of yeah. different amazing stuff and so it, yeah. which gets different different impacts um i mean claire you, you you were talking about you know the stuff that you're sending off to barcelona yeah. that you're cu curating at the moment i mean I, I guess it's i guess it's a somewhat silly question to ask will you get to go is it is it yeah no i'm hoping to go um i mean as as we stand it's going it's going ahead as in physical people are attending physically but there'll be all the you know all the covid protocols in place um so i'm imagining there'll be yeah, but following on from what you said, John, I, I imagine you know it'll be they'll they'll be um, limiting how many can be in a in a space in, in one time, and I I understand they've made arrangements um, like when we're having our because I'll be there for the whole exhibition, kind of um, participating in it. So they were saying that for our kind of meals and stuff, we'll all be outdoors and socially distanced outdoors but yeah I mean I've been thinking about it and thinking it's really it's really strange because um to be going from the situation I'm now to because really when I'm because because obviously when I'm photographing here predominantly obviously I'm it's just me myself and I really so <laughs> it doesn't really hasn't really impacted me and I tend to go to kind of um places where there's nobody around anywhere or times where there's no nobody around from, from so from that point of view on the island it hasn't um had an impact although obviously it did at one point because we couldn't travel so now the the, the you know the the 
the five mile rule or whatever has been lifted. But no, um, it's going to be strange, I think. And obviously there's always an outside chance things will change because it's five weeks off. Um, and obviously before before you even board your flight, you have to have your your test, don't you? Now that's the, that's the protocol, and um, it has to go to the airline. I think two 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 days in advance. But so I think. Um, are you, no, are you I, cautiously excited then? Is that is that a way? Yeah, how would you describe think, your emotions about it all at the moment? Yeah, I think that's a that's an apt description. Eh? <laughs> cautiously <laughs> excited, but it definitely has. It's a definitely um, a different way of doing things, isn't it? And it's. Mm. Um, I think. Um, I'm. I hope it. I hope it can. There's no kind of setbacks. Um, because I think you know they've they've put so much obviously so much work has gone in to the whole festival, so it'd be lovely if it can can be realized I think changes um but it has been a strange time you're right for for exhibitions um and attendance. so like that that heart that's not is it open to the public the exhibition side or is that is that part of the ticketed um the, the i think the opening no it'll be open to the public okay. open to the public um but they will obviously they'll they'll regulate i imagine how many people will will enter mm -hmm. yeah and, mm. and are you what what color is is spain at the moment is it a green country no is it? it's it's amber isn't it i think it's still amber <sighs> And what, so what does that mean for, for those that, that are not from the so UK now, or whatever? What, do you, what does I that mean, exactly um, mean? <laughs> it means that um, it means that we can enter. It means that from the UK we can go in, but we you have to have a, you know, obviously you have to have a, a, a COVID test and it has to be obviously negative and it goes to your airline for you to be allowed on. But it means that you have to um, I, uh, isolate when you come back. Okay. But not in a hotel. It, you know, I can isolate from home and I can work from home. So... Oh, okay. It's not such a, you know, but there, there's talk about Spain going green, but I don't know if that's hearsay or, or not. <laughs> Maybe they're just installing an awful lot of solar panels and windmills. That might be what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. So it is interesting, isn't it? Because I'm in, you know, uh, I, I haven't exactly been you know, waking up every morning and taking my temperature since I went on a photo walk with Graham on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it is yeah it's something yeah something very mindful of i also have this conflicting thing and this is going to make me sound really bad but i'm going to share it anyway because we're talking about the emotions of getting out there right mm. there was part of me on sunday that was pretty worried because it, it it was new and we'd spent so long trying to be so careful you know and uh yeah then there was another part of me just a little devil on my shoulder going don't worry you've had two jabs you're you, you're invincible <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and of course I don't act on that sort of stuff. But it wasn't. I mean, the reason I mention it is that it, it's a really, it was a really, it was a definitely a duality of a feeling about mm. it. There was mm. definitely a little bit of nervousness and caution for me, mm. um, uh, and then there was, but there was also this, ah, uh, you, know, you know, what what could possibly go wrong? And mm. of course that voice, I I, I just blanked that mm. out, and it's like, no, we're going to be observed. Yeah, we're, we're going to stay yeah. safe. We're gonna we're going to be good. We're going to stay safe you know and i think uh, we'll just get we'll, we'll probably get used to won't we the the, the 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 protocols in place like you say if you enter a venue a gallery or a gallery space we expect now to have our temperature taken and like a one-way system and 
so many in at a time and, and social distancing. I was I was wondering what the what are the galleries in in London doing? Aid, you're more London down there because um, I I am, but I've been avoiding the place like the plague uh, for the right. last fifteen months. So um, I genuinely don't know. I do know that there's um, some of our listeners may know that every year that there's a, a an event called Photo London, which is yes, a sort of yes. city wide yeah. photography mm. cultural event, and that includes it includes. Um, uh, obviously it includes exhibitions some of those are inside some of them are outside mm. uh, it includes um, talks and presentations and, and and debates and things like that uh, uh, by, by photographers and so there's a there's a lot going on it's um, good it's good is that it, is that happening this year it is do you know what? i got an email for, i'll just have a quick look because i'm sure i got an email from from photo london today because i'm on their i'm on their distribution yeah. list uh let me yeah here we go so it says um, the early bird tickets are sold out, mm. but there are still tickets, what they call second release tickets that you can get. Uh, the website is photolondon.org mm. if anybody's interested. It says limited availability. Um, yeah. I don't know what those tickets are actually for, though. There's a thing. Called, oh, no, hang on. It says there's a thing called Book Club Live. Um, mm. It's free, but registration is required. Presumably, that, presumably that's in order to be able to control things and keep it safe. Mm. um then what else is that uh i know that's a bit about their magazine yeah i'm i so to be honest i kind of hadn't got it in my mm. head that i was gonna go to it or any of it or participate in any of it so i haven't looked at it very closely but it's but it is interesting it, yeah. again these things are opening up aren't they and the other one of course is is our old favorite the photo show in uh at the nec in birmingham mm. the photography oh, sorry it's not it's, its full name is nowadays it's called the photography and video show or the mm -hmm. photo and video show isn't it um and that's coming back that's in september, september. Uh, so it's, it's a bit further along yeah a bit further along yeah um I, am i looking forward to that yeah i think i am actually we always have a laugh when mm. we go there don't we so yeah it's a good chance to meet up with the crew and um I don't know whether there'll be quite so many, um, you know, whether, whether there'll be six deep at the Disabled Camera Club store mm. <laughs> this year. So, but, uh, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's something, it's definitely something to look forward to. I am, mm. I, you know, I am I mean, very much looking forward to getting out. Mm. On, <laughs> on, the, on a positive, I, I was actually in London just before we locked down in 2020 believe it or not I, I can't it's funny to think I went but anyway there I was and I was going along and I was thinking god there's like no one around what's going on I think it hadn't got, kind of uh, dawned on me quite um yet but you know this was going it did on, take but, the city you know, a couple of weeks to empty for yeah. the people who went there every day all the commuters I mean you know yeah. I, I was I was in London in the office in London less than a mm. week before the f yeah. for, before the lockdown kicked I in was, I was the weekend before I came back on a Monday and then the following Monday, we the, the UK lockdown. But what was on a positive, um, it, I, I really enjoyed the, 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 I went to like a couple of exhibitions, went to the National Portrait Gallery and the, 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 the National Gallery, um, went to Tate Britain, went to Tate Modern. I just spent my whole time and they were really quiet, which meant that um, you could, you know, you could really get, get up and really take your time look get up close and get take your time looking at the work so i suppose there's always negatives but there's positives as well so if there's less of you mm. in in a gallery space <laughs> yeah um, def definitely definitely it's always nice waiting, to have a bit. waiting to see a piece of work um so that's a positive 
isn't it? Um, it is because one of my one of my favourite things in the gallery, especially with the bigger pieces, is to stand back yeah. and look at them. But then yeah. often you'll get like yeah, and just just appreciate the whole of them rather yeah. than you know, yeah. pixel pixel peeping. You know, with my mm. nose actually against the image. You know, uh, mm. it's. Um, yeah, and often you don't get to do that, do you? Because somebody, yeah, five or six people are jumping yeah, in front yeah, of you. So. Yeah, they're there. So, so, so there's some some positives. Can I um, just getting back to our photography walk chat again, um, where we start with all this? Um, and actually, we want to talk about cameras for a bit, which I realise is a weird thing for us to do on the. Yeah. Um, what? I know, I know, I know. Crazy. But it's one of these I things. Just open my next beer to? then while you're while you're waxing lyrical. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because it's one of these things that. Um, as we start to get back out and uh, start taking pictures again, and start meeting mm. other people, like that thing of what cameras are we going out with? What ca- I mean, I already told you, I, I, you know, of our discussions and aid. You took your Holger. You were travelling light. You, uh, was it just oh, your right. Holger you had, aid? I had my other Holger. You had your Holger and your other Holger. <laughs> yes. Um, so you came. Are they the only film cameras you've got left now? Uh, no, they are not. No. Uh, do you know what? The number of times I got asked mm. that question on Sunday, it was great because, <laughs> you know, the, there's a, the, one of the things that's amazing is because I haven't seen everybody. And, and you know, it was about the time of lockdown or shortly after first lockdown last year that I took a break from the podcast. And at the time I was selling all my cameras and stuff mm. like that. And there were people who who I haven't seen and, and even people I'd never met before who were, who were genuine, genuinely proper, genuinely concerned about me when on Sunday, and it was, <laughs> it was, it, I felt much love. Let's just say that it was really, it, yeah, mm. people, and people were really interested. Like, well, where, where, where did you end up with that? Cause of course, you know, I went off air from there. If they were suddenly yeah. 16 subscribers, I went off air and then suddenly I reappear in Oxford, you know, 15 months later. Um, and so, no, uh, the, the, I, I'm not sure if it's the definitive, list but um i've got two hulkers i've got an instax camera i've got my reality so subtle six by 12 pinhole um and i've got a feeling there's one more somewhere but i can't remember what it is <laughs> oh no so no there there's more that there's at least more than one there's the there's the polaroid that graham gave me as a, oh, as yeah. a present and then there's one mystery and there's one mystery camera i think somewhere that i can't quite yeah. remember what it is or <laughs> where it is but I only found that I only found the uh, the pinhole camera recently. I was. Which I, is the only yeah. reason you still have it? Yeah, I, I do. No, I do. You, do you think? No, I think that was. I think that's special enough. Mm. It's or different enough mm. that I would that, that I would have kept it. Like the Holgers, I think. Mm. Yeah, the reason I chose to keep the Holgers is because there's something there for me that I can't get from anything else. You know? mm. mm-hmm. Sorry, Claire, go ahead. I was just going to say, do you think that you'll ever be in a situation where you'll start buying the ones you've sold back or do you think that's never going to happen <laughs> do you think you'll think oh, i wish i'd not sold that one and then buy it yeah back? once they've doubled in value again yeah. yeah um uh no i i don't think so yeah. <clears throat> there are times when i miss some of those cameras <laughs> Yeah. So there are times when I think I really wish I could pull my Bronica out right now. This shot really would go well yeah. with that camera yeah. and that lens, you know. Um, uh, but one of the things, and I don't know whether I knew this at the time, I, it was probably a, an unconscious thing at the time. The cameras that I've kept are the ones that I can't replicate what they do any other way. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so as good as a Bronica is and as good as my Nikon 35 mils you know, uh, and, yeah, and and all of that stuff. You know, I can get approximately there with more modern tools, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. and that's a very subjective thing to say. Yeah. And I know people will be shouting their, their 
radios right now um but the yeah but for me um do i need a 35 mil slr no do i like one yeah i do but 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 not enough to go out and buy another one i think at this point um i might buy if i was going to buy a 35 mil camera i think it would be something like you know either something crazy like a a a wide lux or maybe a um a a sprocket rocket or maybe just a little point and shoot or something Mm. yeah like that Mm. um but otherwise i think i'll stick to to slightly more unusual stuff you know medium format that sort of yeah yeah yeah. holgers pinholes that sort of thing Mm. and graham do you think there is a correlation then between the pandemic and what cameras people are actually choosing to take out with them i think um from what i saw on saturday the correlation is that when you get uh, photographers who suddenly get an opportunity to go out with other photographers um they are taking all of their cameras that seems to be <laughs> what's happening it was wonderful uh, there were it was um, toby certainly seemed to have plenty with him yeah absolutely people were absolutely living up to their archetypes i feel like um yeah toby was there he had many cameras with him and some cyanotypes with him uh robert from london camera project who i feel it's important to say is one of the loveliest human beings on the planet if ever you get a chance to meet him Um, he was there with his APS camera (laughs) again (laughs) meeting up with stereotypes there were multiple people there with uh, pinhole cameras Um, Henry from Tales from the Magic Box was there with his pinhole camera Um, and uh, Alex had a pinhole camera I'm pretty sure Neil had a pinhole camera there were many pinhole cameras that came out when we sat down for lunch Um, uh, Simon Forster was there with his contacts camera, again, living up to cliches with God knows what lens on it. And um, NASA had his uh, contacts. So there was a real spread of different cameras there. One of the ones, uh, uh, and what goes along with that, the correlation of that correlation is that on the Monday, there were a lot of middle-aged men complaining about having a bad back because they'd all carried too much gear with them. Um, yeah, Paul set up a WhatsApp group for everybody on the photo walk, and it's one of the liveliest fo- uh, WhatsApp groups I've ever been. There's like 50, <laughs> 60 messages a day going through it a Gosh. week later. Um, uh, it's great. It's a joy to be part of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah it's, but it's, uh, uh, yeah, there was a lot of, oh, yeah, I'm a bit achy. I'm a bit stiff. I mean, you know, I think, I think we're all a bit out of practice on going for long walks with bundles of cameras. Yeah, you have to get fit for this. Like, you, and that sounds like a really dumb thing. But if you're going out with the camera, yeah, look at John's flexing there. John's showing off his guns, his pistols, like- <laughs> his pea shooters. <laughs> Okay, so is Claire. Wouldn't want to meet her. Claire's got bigger guns than John has. I think that's fairly safe (laughs) to say. Um, You have to be quite, um, you know, when you carry, because I have to carry a lot of tripods and the cameras and all the props and the clothes sometimes. Mm. Mm. It it is one of those things that, yeah, you you end up with a lot of weight there and and some of those cameras get really heavy and if they're in a shoulder bag or something like that. I I took um, a cardboard box, uh, my Mewtwo, and um, my Leica 2A, which is a very dinky little camera, yeah. and and then ended up carrying Alex's bloody heavy lump as well. But even but I was still travelling light by my standards, very light. I, I had two. And how, how many frames did you take with three cameras, four one cameras? One on each camera, fresh roll of film in each camera, one <laughs> really? shot on each camera. We'll oh. see no. the results in about three years. Yeah, I mean, the three years bit is accurate. I think in total, maybe... <laughs> 14 pictures maybe i'm not entirely did sure did i beat you then with my 16 or yeah, so? yeah yeah 
Not very many. Like that was just busy chatting to people. It's too yeah. nice to see people's faces, their lovely, lovely faces in chat. It is, and I don't know. For me, it's yeah. I don't tend to get in the flow of uh, of photography if I'm if I'm chatting, and so you know, be, being there, mm. having the chance to chat to people, you know, I might take the occasional snapshot, but I don't feel I didn't feel at any point on Sunday that I was kind of like in the flow of you know, ducking and diving and 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 catching the shots and stuff yeah. like that. And you know, I wasn't making the effort to try and anticipate stuff and things uh, yeah, that, that, that you would do if you maybe were out on your own and in the zone and stuff like that so, mm. but but i but I, that is not in any way uh, an expression of regret i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed myself and I, I was very pleased to be able to focus on the people i was with um i wanted to cause there was one camera there which i kind of saw saw it i went what the hell is that and you were oh, with you and our channel. Like, oh, yeah, that's the such and such. Did you not know about that? And I didn't. And I feel we need to talk about this now. The Polaroid Go. Why did okay. nobody tell me Ooh. about the Polaroid Go? How did I miss this? Well, it's quite small. It's so small. Nobody can see it. It's elusive. The, the, it's like yeah. a little is this mold. The new, well, yeah, the new small one. Yeah, so there's a new how, how mini small Polaroid. Is it in the how small is it in the flesh? Uh, it's pretty dink, isn't it? It's, it, I'd it, say it's it is about dink. Is it as big as my guns? Yeah. Your, your, your John's <laughs> no arms are, no are just about strong enough to lift them up, I would say. I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be big enough to have a cartridge of film in it, hasn't it? It does, but, but the film smaller. is small. So if you imagine oh, right, the, okay. so if you imagine the, the, the short side of an Instax Mini, which is what, about 50 mil, something right, like that. Right, okay. It's, it's that square. So, so a Polaroid Go is is a cut down version of an Instax Mini, essentially. Right. So it's it's so it's specific film for it's a. Oh yeah. yes, it is. Yes, yes, it's specific film, and the camera is is a lot smaller. Yeah, I mean, it, it still retains that classic Polaroid lumpishness. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's got a it's not it's it. not a sleek SX seventy, right? It's it's a it, it's a, a Polaroid. It's a classic plastic Polaroid lump. It's just a bit smaller than the the ones we used to. Yeah, yeah. I quite like it was... though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, it was cool. And it was cool. The the advantage for me over the Instax Mini, I, I like the Instax Mini and I like the Instax Wide, but um, the square frame is an advantage. I think having that square frame is an advantage because you can, you know, you're mm. not left with things. With the Instax Mini, if it's not in portrait, it looks weird. And yeah. with the Instax Wide, if it's not in landscape, it looks weird. Whereas with the square format, you don't have that problem. Um, I'm imagining the Go camera has been designed just in, in its name, isn't it, to take it out when you're on the Go and do more yeah snaps, it's not a tra it? it's not a trouser pocket job though because it oh, is right. a lump i mean it's it's you know if they designed a an sx70 go that was like yeah that folded down nicely that you could slip in your back pocket that would yeah it's it's not like that it's your sort of definitely very three-dimensional almost yeah. cuboid kind of it's, thing it's easy yeah. it's like a handbag so i mean it, it's a direct it's a handbag size definitely yeah. a handbag size yeah. it's, it's a direct mm -hmm. competitor for an instax mini basically i mean this is what they've done they've gone oh the instax mini's mad popular let's get us some of that um the cameras are a bit more expensive than the instax mini Unsurprisingly, well, no, the cameras are quite a lot more expensive than the Instax Mini. They're not, they? um, they're not massively expensive. The camera is 110 pounds, yeah. and mm. the film is 19 pounds for 16 
shots. Yeah, yeah. that's Nine that's where two. they'll get you because it's still well over a quid a shot, whereas Instax yeah. Mini is about seventy five pence, isn't it? So it's... yeah, yeah. But um, but the Polaroid Go looks far cuter than an Instax Mini does. It it, it I mean it it is pretty dink. I I like it. I do think mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Do you um, know what? I ha- sorry, go on. Sorry, no, I'll cu- I'll come to my thing in a minute. I just spoke over you rudely because no, i had no, an no, idea no, no, i couldn't help myself um and apparently it does have you'll appreciate this claire it does have um a double exposure thing built into it as well so there is still mm. a bit of creativity in there with yeah. it um but yeah it's a, it's a fun little handbaggable thing i think and um i think it could be a good way for somebody like myself most I like using my Polaroids. I mostly use them for family events and mostly give the pictures away when I'm taking them. Like when I went out yeah. with it a couple of weeks ago um, and took pictures of the family, I ended up giving most of the pictures away. So this little it's Polaroid Go could be great for that. Yeah, yeah um, no, definitely. Definitely. It's, it's fun. Sorry, Aid, you were saying. No, no, I was just commenting. Um, I was just thinking that there's the, uh, we're talking there about the, the price of a shot. Um, uh, and I think, um, me, me being me being me and not doing my own development and things like that and, and shooting medium format i think actually you know it's probably fair to say that the price of a shot on a polaroid go is less than the price of uh, of shooting medium format and getting somebody to develop it and scan it for you at a lab at the moment um so <laughs> you were quite horrified by that weren't you you sent a message out to us uh, on our group a couple of days after the thing saying it's cost me this much per shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is which is, I'm not. It's it was just a, a realization because I, I didn't. You know, I don't tend to think of a, a film photography as expensive. But I think in the time I've had out in the last year, that clearly, um, and we've talked about this variously plenty of times. You know, the 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 manufacturing and the availability and the pricing of of the film itself has has changed in in a, in a fundamental way in the last twelve months or more. Uh, and you know that 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 makes it tricky. So the film is more expensive, uh, and then uh, you know when you're paying for you mm. know good quality developing and scanning, uh, then you know on a on a short roll of film, then that that can be expensive as well. And this is in no way a complaint, right? There's absolutely no, yeah. no no way a complaint at all. Um, but I think you know it, it it did sort of come rattling on home to me. <laughs> this week that actually yeah. you know it, it's not the same as it used to be um uh but, it, but it's you yeah. know it's it, it is it is it is what it is i mean it's you know i think you know it wouldn't stop me it's not it's it's not expensive enough for it to stop me from wanting to to shoot film and to to do stuff you know and when i you know when i want to do it i'll do it you know and it's great um and it's great to to have people around, you know, the, the the community and the ecosystem and the and the marketplace around it that makes it all work. So that that's good, um, yeah. You know, and having a demand globally for film that is is caught that is sufficient to cause investment in the manufacturing of film is an awesome thing. But it it was just a little bit of a, a realization, I guess. If it was, I think it's the boiling frog thing, isn't it? Maybe is that if I'd been shooting film all the time for the last two or three years, then I may not have ever noticed it. But because I had a break and then came back to it, I noticed the change. But I don't. Uh, I I think a lot of it hasn't. I mean, you did. You went online what the day before, 
I went, I need some film, and then bought some Sydney Steel Double X, um, which is yeah, yeah. not one of the cheapest films to buy anyway. No, um, and, and as we, we had a joke about this on Sunday because, you know, somebody said, because I remember at one point I was standing on this bridge over the river and I was just trying to get a shot and I was struggling and NASA came up to me and he was saying, oh, what are you shooting? I said, oh, it's the, the Sydney Steel Double X. He said, and he said something like, you do know that's the most expensive black and white film you can buy, don't you? And I said, no, <laughs> is it? Mm. I had no idea. I didn't even look at the price because what I did, so, so this, what I did was uh, I went, you know, I, I went to get some film and uh, I, I thought, okay, well, I'll just get, I'll get this a Holger, right? So you, you haven't got bigger, you haven't got wide apertures. So I just thought, well, I'll get a couple of rolls of Tri-X and, and, and that'd be great. Give me plenty of latitude. I'll just fire and forget and not have to worry about it. And it'll be great. Uh, and uh, then I realized. Then I looked at the weather forecast and realized that there was genuine. It's going to be one of those very few British days where you're genuinely in the sunny sixteen zone, right? <laughs> not the not the sunny eleven or the sunny eight and a half or whatever. You know, it's like it was. Uh, and I thought, oh, okay. Well, so I went shopping based upon <laughs> film sensitivity, film speed, rather than price. <laughs> and I don't think I even looked at the price. <laughs> um. Um, I mean, it's not, well, it's not, well, hang on, I'm trying to find out how much it is here. Hang on one second. And it's a like, nice film though, isn't it? It's so nice. That's, I haven't got, so, so it is It is sitting in an envelope just behind me at the moment, okay. ready to go to the lab. Mm. Um, uh, so uh, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, as soon as it's I get £12.50 a roll of that. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, yeah. But by contrast, yeah. today I bought. Um, I popped into secondhand darkroom uh, today because it's local and dangerous. I had a very nice chat to a gentleman there called Will about all sorts of stuff, uh, and bought. Oh, I'm going to show you guys. Look at this. I bought a hundred sheets of eight by ten. Getting yeah. back in the darkroom. Can't wait. Um, but I also just picked up a roll of FP4 for a fiver. Um, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah there I, are... I bought i bought i bought an expensive shiny new film and i bought it in 120 and and stuff like that now i like i say i it, it it's not so actually, do you know what it's not something i'm even particularly comfortable talking about because it's not it's not supposed to be a negative thing it was just a it was a it was mm. a moment of surprise um and i don't want it to come across as a negative thing at all because actually if anything uh, and everybody will have heard me say this in the past on this show that you know what we do has to be economically viable otherwise it will die and in all yeah. the dark days, you know, when we started out Sunny 16 and, and you know, it, everything was dead on its ass, quite frankly, wasn't it, Graham? Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, we were worried whether we'd still be able to do this stuff or not. And we were worried about how we could make the markets economically viable so that people could play in it and you could get new entrants and things like that. And then then. I forget whether it was 2017 or 2018. We had this year with like about a hundred different types of film were launched and and stuff like that, didn't we? And we were like, "Wow, that's amazing!" And uh, the joke for a while there was, "Who thought we'd ever have a news section right on the sunny on a on a podcast about film photography?" And then suddenly there was all this news. So I think it's amazing, and uh, you know, I firmly believe that you need to have robust prices on stuff in order to make it viable so yeah that it, well part of me is actually very happy to pay that money because it's <laughs> because it's real skinny no 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 it's it's no genu genuinely because it shows that the it shows that what we do is 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 actually you know on the up mm -hmm. i don't um, for me i think like i'm a little i'm a little more kind of negative about it in regards an accessibility point of view regard like mm. yeah yeah 
allowing people to use it as a medium, even the lower price, like the lower end films, what I consider like the lower end films, like say Color Plus, right? Or the, lo the lower priced films. The mm. lower priced films or the lower quality films, I guess. You're going to get so much internet hate is. mail. You've oh, just no, said no. that Color Plus was a lower end film. You're going to get it. <laughs> the but internet's going to get you. It's a fiver. It's a budget know, film. That, like, yeah. it's a, but it costs mm. a fiver now. And I actually think that that is inaccessible for a lot of people yeah yeah and uh, like i think that's a shame really because yeah. one of to me one of the things that really attracted me about film photography was the low price point for yeah. getting into it and experimenting and it's one of the reasons i've really got into black and white because actually for me by doing home development and home scanning the prices haven't changed at all over the yeah. last five years you know like i bulk rolling black and white film the prices of bulk rolls haven't shifted at all. So nothing's changed for those, for those price points. And that's a really important point because I come, I, you know, uh, I've always come at this from the consumer end of it, right? You know, uh, as we've talked about for years, I don't do my own developing. I don't do my own printing. You know, everything I do yeah, is, is everything I shoot is shipped off to a, a lab where it's developed and scanned for me. And occasionally I'll order prints and, and sometimes I won't and stuff like that. So, so I am, I'm aware that maybe, and especially maybe in the, the, the community around Sunny 16 as a podcast, I, I'm probably the outlier, aren't I? Right. I'm, you know, cause a lot of people that, that we talk to and that listen to the show, they, they develop their own and things like that. So, so you, you know, John, you're far closer, I think, to the uh, the the Sunny Sixteen norm, <laughs> and that's really good news uh, yeah. in, in the sense that you know if it, if it can be that, if it still can be made affordable yeah. for people. It's, I think the uh, biggest hits have been in on color film. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Right. Well, it's because that, like, again, I think that's just a real shame because it just for like for, say for me personally, it stops me experimenting more with color film because it's that is out of my price range for experimentation but a, a large part of that is because there's just far fewer players in the color game i mean there's kodak mm. there's fuji by the skin of fuji's teeth um and Cinestil. well cine stills kodak isn't it cine stills yeah, just yeah. repackaged kodak mm -hmm. um and um and, and i'm just i'm looking yeah. now on analog wonderland so the cheapest 35 mil color film at the moment is seven pounds for a roll of ultramax that is the cheapest one you can get on there at the moment um but yeah there's just there's no there's no choice we know that kodak are desperately struggling to keep up with the demand that's there um and there's nobody else making the stuff yeah. um, there will be a step change back though i mean if yeah. you think about this yeah yeah, yeah the this is the cycle of supply and demand, right? And, you know, demand, you know, from the, from the invention of, of, of film as we know it today, demand went up and up and up and up and up literally for decades. Um, you know, for 60, 70, 80 years, the demand went up and up and up and up. Uh, and then it dropped off a cliff in a period of about five to 10 years. Um, and now it's building back up again because mm -hmm. demand is currently outstripping supply. So, you know, we are... You know, it's... And then it'll swing back to a lot of people go back. More people will be doing digital again, or, or, or... Well, they're, they're not, they're not going to bring their prices they... down, though, are they? Yeah, yeah. 
like now they've they've managed to they're selling at that price point they're not going to reduce their prices are they do you know do you know what i'm i'm an old man right so i've got to the stage in my life where i think things are more expensive than they should be you know like it's like i you know uh, it's not like i quite i remember when everything cost two and six or whatever but you know i do have a i do have a strongly held opinion that you should be able to buy two drinks for a tenner <laughs> and that is no longer possible <laughs> yeah and, and i in fact actually i i probably have a strong opinion you should be able to buy two pints for a fiver but oh, i had to let go of that one a while back <laughs> but like... well, the, the difference is like you can you can buy dr- cheap drinks the difference with this market is there isn't a cheaper alternative yeah. is there there is no cheap alternative now because nobody else is manufacturing color film. Yeah, I, 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 I am conflicted uh, as you are, John. I am conflicted because part of me thinks it's great that you know the 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 thing that we're doing. Where five years ago we were worried it was going to die, so it is now it seems to be mm. financially sustainable. We talked about making new cameras, right? Making new thirty-five mil cameras, and although we haven't really got you know the 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 new slr or, or the new rangefinder or whatever yeah there are now a number of companies that are bringing reasonable quality or at least getting their point and shoots to market and and there are more being launched yeah we've got more film launches still we've got yeah there's things like that. i think it's you know i know probably the manufacturer of scanners is probably still going to be an issue isn't it I don't know. I, I didn't want it. I didn't didn't want this to be a negative thing. I wanted it to be a positive thing. So I'm still absolutely <laughs> determined. Right, this is the getting back out there conversation, right? And the thing that I took away from the from getting back out there is that it is glorious to be out there with people you know and love, and you know, and enjoying stuff together, and having those geeky chats, and you know, enjoying looking at each other's cameras and understanding and learning about them and stuff like that, and you know. That is, that is just awesome. Mm. Yeah, that is just awesome. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It was a lovely way to spend the day. Really was, and I think um, there will be definitely more stuff coming. We haven't got anything organised yet. We haven't organised anything yet at all this year in Way of Photo Walks. So that was Paul that organised that one. But we will get. I think we'll start getting some stuff on the books, right, Aid? We need to now. We had such a good time with that one. We've got to get some more stuff on the books. Yeah, well, I mean, so so there'll there'll definitely be something that we do around the photography show. I'm sure in September we probably shouldn't leave it that long, though, should we? We should get get something. Uh, maybe uh, I don't know if this is um, sacrilege, but maybe a non-Oxford photo walk. So. <laughs> Where else is there? Where Carbon else would you tree. even go? Carbon tree. Uh, Carbon tree. Carbon tree. Carbon tree. would be good. I haven't been to Cov for years. It'd be great. Um, it'd be good to go there. It's the city of culture after all. There's got to yep. be plenty to see. Yeah, there's loads of stuff going on. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't think they should be all England-centric either. So, mm. you know, I, I think we should be... Uh, we should be Spain? Uh, well, well, Spain would be nice. I was thinking more about Scotland, Wales, and 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 if we can make it up in Northern Ireland. But uh, mm. then, okay. um, uh, you know, I know, you know there there are. Um, I I I have I have colleagues who who are travelling from Northern Ireland to London and back again at the moment now. Not as much as they used to, of course, but it it's it's feasible. Uh, my wife is uh, went out for uh, for the first time in fifteen months. She went out to work yesterday. She went to Birmingham, um, and she's going to Glasgow on Monday. Um, so so 
things yeah this is this is again it's not just a photo walk for in, in at least in our household anyway things are starting to open up a little bit um and uh i i i don't know how long it will be till i go out to work hopefully never <laughs> <laughs> but you know uh, uh if i look back at my archive of photos actually a lot of it was taken on yeah, on business trips. Yeah, all, all my photographs of Coventry, for example, were were entirely on the basis that I was working in Coventry for a period of about eight months, and photos I have of uh, other places, yeah, London especially, of course, but also Newcastle and 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 other places, all all based around you know business trips that I made and a chance to take a camera with me. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back out there. You know still be careful still be safe and all that sort of stuff um uh, but uh i'm i think it's a good thing um yeah definitely anyway um, yeah before we get out of here can i just do a very quick um call out because uh, i was i think i mentioned this i can't remember if i mentioned this or not it doesn't matter i've re- recently replaced my um nova print processor because the one i got leaked everywhere took it back got my money back that was all great bought a second one on ebay a second hand one on ebay and um and it's not quite the same as the first one it's mostly the same it's a 16 by 12 print size so i can do some nice good size prints in it and it's got four slots and it's got heaters in there so it'd be great for in winter when the temperature drops down and all of that stuff but it's got one key difference um the rear slot uh well, I say a key difference. I mean, in some ways it works the same way. On, on my old one, on the rear slot, it let all the water out, but not on purpose. On this one, it lets the water out on purpose. Um, and in talking to John about this, it sounds like the rear slot on this one is designed for print washing rather than just as ink. It's got like an overflow pipe at the top mm-hmm. and, a, and an inlet pipe at the bottom. Now, I still don't have running water in my shed. Probably never will have running water in my shed. But I did have the idea of setting it up a <coughs> excuse me circulating system whereby I have like a sump underneath the table um, and a small pump pumping water in and then a pipe then taking the overflow water back into the sump and just circulating around. Um, I've had slight inauspicious starts to that because I got a bit overexcited at the idea and um, jumped on <laughs> jumped on Amazon, ordered a pump and just kind of vaguely glimpsed, oh, I might ch- chop this thing and this off on there and put another plug on it. No problem, no problem um, to make it fit. Uh, the thing turned up, went, okay, well, it's got some weird connector on the NTR. I'll chop that off, wire on the plug. Uh, but unfortunately, before I went too much further, I realised it wasn't 12 volt. And that if I, oh, sorry, that it was 12 volt, not um, normal 240 volt. And if I plugged it into the mains, it would just go bang very quickly. So, I just kind of wrecked the pump for no reason <laughs> um, to cut the wire off. Um, I did try to wire it back together and try it with some adapters I had, but to no avail. Anyway, I just want to throw this out there because I know there's loads of people who have done loads of different stuff. If anybody out there has done something like this with a print washer where they've made a closed loop circulating thing for washing it, and they have any advice, please do drop me a line because I would love some tips on this uh, or at least just ways not to instantly and for the second time in as many months flood my dark room out specifically because where the water outlets are is right where the plug socket is in my shed. So I really need to not uh-huh. do that. Um, but it's quite good. It's Safety like a, in your shed. Yeah, exactly. It's not a top priority, is it? No, it's not. But I, I, when I realised what the 
it was for washing. I was like, oh, that's great. That makes this so such a sensible use for that real slot. That is good. I had, I, I remember. Oh, it must have been three or four years ago now. I remember seeing somebody had set up a system with circulating water, but they had filters, so it was. I don't. I can't remember what they made the filters from, but they meant that they never had to change the water. Oh, they really? just changed the filter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but like with the setup you're looking at, I I think you're going to have to change the water every print, aren't you? What? Or every not couple every, of prints. I mean, every session probably. I mean, if you've got like a sump mm. of say, well, how many? Like, I'm, I'm thinking of using like a cooler box, which probably holds, I would guess, fifteen twenty liters of water. How much water do you yeah. need to clean a prim? John, printmeister. Mm, I, I don't know. Well, you'll know. Yeah. It comes out of the tap. I think yeah. it's, it's there, are, like, there are two ways of doing it, aren't there? You can give it a quick wash to get rid of the initial load of fixer, mm. and then you can leave it in for a bit longer. Submerge oh, it. Yeah, and then, or you can just have it like in a single tray of water, and mm. that's it. And then you just change the water every time. But if you've got a 15, like at some point, that water's going to have enough fix in it that it's actually going to be left on the print, isn't it? Yeah, but that's going to take a while. I would think you'd be able to do like a, a one evening session and get four or five prints that you're doing out of that. And 15 litres of water is probably going to be enough to dilute that down to... I don't, Again, You'll have to do some tests. You can get that stuff that you put on the print, can't you, to, that stains it. Oh, to see if it's been okay, washed enough. I need to check that. So you can do, you can do some tests to see how many prints you have to put through it before it, it leaves a stain. Okay, well, I think this is a great idea. But um, anybody who has tried this, and, and like if there are filters that can be put in line, I could do that. I get a fuel filter. I've got a fuel filter in the um, shed from a motorbike. <laughs> like, will that work? That's probably fine. That'll yeah, out definitely. Yeah. It is one of those things <laughs> that after the fixer leak everywhere, I had to the whole of my table was just sparkling because where all the water where all the water evaporated and it was just all the silver crystals everywhere and you just run your fingers off it. It was like glitter at Christmas, like, oh God, I've got to get all this mopped up before I can use it. So it's all good. It's all good. So yes, that was my shout out. Please, if anybody has any advice on that or any experience with that kind of thing, please do let me know because I'm really quite keen to do this because I think it's a great idea and I think John's just the naysayer and he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and it'll be I fun. think it's a great idea. And if you get it working, I think it's superb because you're reducing the amount of water that you use. Mm. And it's like for your situation as well, because you haven't got running water in there, it's perfect. But also from an environmental point of view, I think it's it's wonderful as well. Yeah, exactly. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Right. I, sorry, I, I stopped you from wrapping up. I'll let you get back to that now. Oh no, I don't know that I was. I, I, I was. I was running out rather than wrapping up. I think. Yeah, <laughs> that but sounds it's... like the same same to me then. Well, I, I just wanted to. Uh, well, actually, the next thing I was going to mention, uh, you know, just just a, a a catch up from last week's show, actually, uh, and and a, and a shout out for um, Agent Shadow and mm. the Kickstarter mm. for Agent Shadow. Um, yeah, I'm pleased to see uh, that following our promotion of it last week, um, it's got off to a good start. And <laughs> I, I claim all credit for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
<laughs> of course not um but uh yeah yeah really good to see that the the agent shadow kickstarter is out it's running um it is they used to tell you what percentage it was funded didn't they well, it's, it's not saying it's that still, anymore it's at 50 percent now isn't it i think it's over it's well over 50 percent actually mm, i can do the mental arithmetic on, on that much it's actually well over 50 percent it's got 469 backers and still 31 days to go so i mean that is it's looking healthy it's looking healthy and um you know just wanted to say to everybody don't forget about it um get on get on there um uh, as often is the case with these e even if you can't use the product there's still a yeah you know, the, there's still a, a pledge without a reward option as well which you know that helps to contribute so um Mm. Yeah. And there are still some of the early bird rewards left, which are even cheaper. We talk about cheap film, the early bird rewards, some good ways of getting some cheap film. Um, there are not many of those. Left. Actually, because the, the Kickstarter has jumped a chunk since I last looked a couple of days ago. Um, actually, it was nice because, as I mentioned before, Jasper was there um, on Sunday and he is the model for Agent Shadow. So it was, uh, you <laughs> know, nice to be a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, was he not wearing a trench coat? And a hat? He wasn't wearing a trench coat or a hat. No. Uh, it was really hot. You really didn't want to be wearing a trench coat on Sunday. It was more well, sort of. Nonetheless, yeah. I feel he should have been. I feel like he let but himself possibly. down. Possibly, it would it would have made it easier to recognise him yeah, from the marketing <laughs> materials. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so I, 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 um, I, yeah, I guess to be fair, possibly it was the write up on DP review that might have contributed a bit more to the funding levels than. No, it was us. <laughs> So, oh no, no, it was us, was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, it was the, all the wonderful people listening to us and then going, not us. Although I have backed it because I won that sweet graphic novel. Incidentally, Claire... And, I'm, de and I'm definitely getting that. I, I have to say, I haven't made my pledge yet, um, but I, I am going to do that and I'm definitely going for the, the case and the graphic novel. Yeah. It's going to be I sweet. Get, I got the feeling that... Because um, it is... It, I'm not sure whether it's perfect. It is a graphic novel. It's like a photo book. It's a graphic novel. It's like it's, it's art. A graphic novel, yeah. It's not because I get the feeling I was that, confused originally. I, yeah, I, I thought you, it was like a photo book. You yeah. wally. I did pick up on that, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. Good shout out on that one, Aid. Yes, yes. And yeah, any other shout outs actually? Any anybody else we should be bigging up before we check out? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Just all the lovely people who we got to meet on Sunday. Like I said, who uh, we've yeah. we've mentioned many of them. Um, uh, George from the On the Streets podcast was there. Oh God! As I say, everybody I say is the means there'll be somebody else I will definitely forget. That's uh, precisely the reason I haven't dared mention anybody's name as an individual. Ribsy was I there. Got to meet Ribsy. Actually, that was nice. Got to have a chat to Ribsy, um, who has done. Uh, he's got YouTube and Instagram stuff going on. He was a very nice chap. Um, yeah, lots of great people. Too many very to mention, much. but I've mentioned very, a lot of very them. Very much. Yes, very much. Okay, cool. Well, there we go then. Um, there we go. Uh, I am really pleased to be getting back out there. And, um, yeah, it's... The, sen the sense of freedom on, on on Sunday was 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 brilliant. Um, very, very uh, rejuvenating. I had a anyway. clip, though, so that was nice. You, you've always been partial to a calippo. That, that's a thing I do know about you. I don't know anything about Andrew. I don't retain facts like that about people's personal taste or anything like that. 
uh, you know, I'm the sort of bloke that'll go out and with all good intentions buy my wife a bunch of flowers that will include flowers that she hates because I just because <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, I, I but I do know that you like a calippo. <laughs> <laughs> That's important. I want to make this well known to everybody. If you're going to buy me a bunch of flowers, make sure it includes a calippo, please. Orange calippo. It's quite important. Oh, specifically, not do they Specific. do other flowers? I think there's yeah. a yellow calippo, isn't there? Yeah, I think. I think there's a purple one as well, but orange is the flavour you want. <laughs> it's the taste uh, of summer aid. Clippo, sponsor me, get in touch. Is there a tropical one? Because I think Clippo would probably do quite well in a sort of tropical fruit kind uh, of flavour. Don't mess with that stuff. <laughs> 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 okay, on that on that note, um, we have been the Sunny Sixteen podcast. Uh, as always, it has been an honour and a privilege to talk to you all. Uh, uh, we will play right now with Rachel's band Rocket. You can get their album, Promises I Should Have Kept, on all good internet places. Um, if it's not available, it's not a good internet place and you should move on and never go there again. Um, we will see you all next week. Uh, love you loads and goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.